Psalm 9, Psalm 9, Psalm 9, verses 1 and 2. And let's just think about, you know, I was hoping to go a little bit, and we'll see how long we go, but um, you know, I'm not going to keep you long, but I just have a few thoughts. Recounting the goodness of the Lord, recounting the goodness of the Lord. So recount Psalm 9, verse 1. Say with me, I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. I will recount all of your wonderful deeds. I will be glad and exult in you. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. All right, let's pray. Father, we are grateful today. We're full. Our heart is filled with thanksgiving filled with just gratefulness for all that you have done and all that you have provided. I pray that in these next few minutes you would just bless your word to our hearts and may we be a people. There, there's no doubt that our world is increasingly complaining, increasingly being entitled, um, increasingly um, we demand our rights. But I pray that you would begin to set us free as your people, that we will be a people increasingly grateful for the goodness of God, increasingly grateful, Lord, for the blessing of the Lord and the kindness, the mercy of God. And so we pray today, Lord, make us a grateful people. Speak to us. Deepen and strengthen our resolve to give you thanks. Lord, help us to, Lord, be a people that can see how all the different ways you have provided. All the different ways that you meet our needs. And, and yet, we know that we find in the midst of all that circumstances that are unpleasant. We find, we find circumstances that are difficult. But that does not negate your goodness to us in any way. So help us, Jesus, to be filled with great gratefulness and thanksgiving as an act of worship. And so we invite the Holy Spirit to come and help us, Lord, today. Strengthen our hearts, we pray, Jesus. Amen. All right, well, let's, let's look at this. Um, the psalmist will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. That's quite a mouthful. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. Um, the word that um, to give thanks just means to, to praise, to confess, to publicly extol the greatness of God. So there's a public dimension to this. It's not it's okay to be grateful in your heart as a private matter. But the, this word particularly has a public confession. I will give thanks to the Lord publicly. Right? I, I, will, I will give him thanks. Um, the, the phrase that grabs me, the, faith, the, phrase that gra the, the phrase that grabs me is with my whole heart. That's where we stumble. <laughs> right? That's where we, right, we it, 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 when I read this one morning, I felt the weight of that. With 
my whole heart indicates that the thanksgiving flows out of a perfect fullness of the heart. Now, when we, when we, when we talk about the heart, the heart is the seat of your desire. Right? So it's always important to, uh, to distinguish the faculties, right? Abby, can you uh, turn off the first switch? Turn off the first switch. The other one. The other one. The other one. Um, there are faculties that God gives us, the mind and the heart, and those are two different faculties. And you have to know how to manage those faculties what to expect the faculties. So here's a small thing. You don't expect desire from the faculty of the mind. The mind has nothing to do with your desires. Right? The mind is a, a different kind of faculty that is kind of like the reasoning capacity. So it has, you know, right? But the heart is where the desires, the things that you prefer. Why do you prefer the things that you prefer? Like it, there's a mystery. It's, it comes down to the desires of the heart. The heart has desires, and, and, the, and, the, and, the, and the heart wants things. The heart doesn't really, as much, it's not a, a really, it's not a thinking faculty. It's a desiring faculty. And that's why the Bible says, guard your, for out of it are the issues. I'm not sure how the ESV has it, but the issues of life. we got to guard our hearts because you are going to, at the end of the day, your life will be summed up by your desires. That's scary. I want certain things, right? And, and so that's why the Bible says guard your heart. Because that's what's going to be the motor. That's going to be the engine that's going to motivate you to do anything. It's you want to do it. And that's, and, and that's the way God designed the heart. The, he made it as a faculty of desire. Right? So when the, when the psalmist says, I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart, what is he telling you? That all of his desires are aimed at, motivated by, a desire to give thanks. It's not superficial. It's not surface. It, it is all the desires of his heart. I mean, this is such a wonderful promise for us. Amen. All the desires of his heart, with my whole heart, everything lined up to give God thanks. Amen? See, giving thanks to the Lord with your whole heart, it, we were, the scriptures are is revealing something that this, this experience, this, this act of giving thanks with the whole heart is pleasing to God. 
It reveals the will of God for our life. It reveals one of the goals of life. It, it's really to really um, come into, not just come to church and have Bible study. All those things are great. But, but the redemption that Christ gave us is, is this idea of a heart. All my heart in thanks, in worship, in the worship of thanksgiving and praise to God. Amen? Psalm 92.1 tells us very plainly, it, it is actually good. You know, I, I remember as a young believer, I read this and I said, good. Oh, it's good to give thanks. Well, how many want to do good? <laughs> we all want to do good. Right, there's something in all, if, if, we, if, you've, if you've been truly born again, and I even think sometimes even the unregenerate, they, they want to do good, but obviously their ideas are all wrong. But especially the, the, those who are born again, those who, be, who belong to Christ, there is a desire to do good. The Bible is telling you very clearly in Psalm 92, it is good to do what? To do what? It is good. The Bible is telling you what is good. To give thanks to the Lord. If you give thanks to the Lord, you do a good thing. And when we say a good thing, I don't know what comes into your mind, like good thing. What does good mean? Well, the word really, the word is pleasure. It has to do with pleasure. It, you do a pl the pleasure for who? For primarily for God. It's something that is pleasing to God. Something that brings pleasure to God. What brings pleasure to God? When we give thanks to the Lord, when we sing praises to your name, God delights. It's, it's a pleasurable thing for God. You, you know, so, 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 so these things are so important for us to, to really you know, grasp the simplicity. They're not very complicated. And yet so many people never give God thanks. They just do it superficially. And they never cultivate a life of thanksgiving. You and I should be cultivated because it is good to give thanks to the Lord. Amen? It is good. You see, um, but what is my whole, let's go back to Psalm, Psalm 2, 9, verse 1. What is, what, is, what, is, what is the contrast of a whole heart? I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart, as opposed to what? A divided heart, right? Right? How many of us, right, praise the Lord with a divided heart, right? Here we go. <laughs> right? You know, we oftentimes, as much as we, we, we right, but there is, there is, an, in our flesh, there is this hostility where we could be praising God and thinking about the Tillies. <laughs> we could be praising God and thinking about, you know, what, what I have to do in the, in the job tomorrow, right? Have you ever, you ever, ever, have you ever noticed that? I could be praising God and I'm thinking about, oh, Oh, the self-storage, I got to get, I got to get, right? Right, oftentimes our hearts are quite divided. And praise God for the blood of Jesus. Praise God for the Holy Spirit. That somehow in God's greatness and in God's, he's able to take those expressions that come out of faith and he receives it. Even though oftentimes it, 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 it's defective in so many ways. Right, giving thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. Let, let that be, let that be, um something that we can uh, cultivate in our lives. You see, the beautiful thing about it is that um, this, even the psalmist, the psalmist never was able to do this. This is a psalm of David. 
and David fell short. Why? Because David is just like me and you. He's fallen. We all fall short of the glory of God. And so what this beautiful, that what this psalm is really anticipating is anticipating that there's coming one, namely Jesus Christ, who will fulfill that. Amen? There's namely coming someone who will be able to say, I give thanks to God with my whole heart. Amen? And this is, what, this is just an opportunity to just boast in Jesus Christ. Amen? David never was able to actually realize this in his life. His heart was divided just like yours and ours. Only Christ alone was able to perfectly give, right, was give perfect praise. Jesus' heart was never divided. That's shocking. Is that shocking to you? His heart was never divided. Man, that's why I worship Jesus, because I said, man, how did you, I'm, I'm going to say, how, Jesus, how did you do it? How, how were you able to do this? This is unbelievable what you've accomplished for us. You, he, was never, he was never divided in his heart. Think about how many, how many years did he live? Three, 33 years. Can somebody do the math and, and, and divide that by how many seconds per day? And then accumulate. And every single moment of his life was perfect. Every single moment of Jesus Christ's life, he gave thanks to the Lord with his whole heart. That's impossible, right? But not for Christ. Look at Matthew 3.15, Matthew 3.15. But Jesus answered, let it be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Jesus is fulfilling how much of righteousness? How much? All, all right. Everything that, everything that's written, everything that's perfect, everything that is good, Jesus is fulfilling. Look at John, John 8.29. This is, this is a, a perfect, just example, John 8.29. And he who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone. For I, what? I, I what? Always. That's not, the Greek didn't just add that. That's in the original. Jesus says, I always. Not sometimes. Not twice a week. Not four times a month. I, that's, what a incredible statement I always always without ceasing Man, praise God is he a great savior are you are you amazed at that kind of obedience that's magnificent sometimes we get caught up in our own disobedience but let me tell you one thing just put your eyes on Jesus obedience and just rejoice in his obedience right just be, 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 yeah you and I are bumped but he's not Amen? <laughs> right? You and I fall short, but Jesus always do the, does the things that are what? Pleasing to whom? To him, to God. Always. You've got to develop an admiration of who Jesus is. He's not like you and me. He is magnificent. He is worthy. That word that always means at all times amen at all times yep <laughs> say it again say it again say it again
seconds. Wow. And all 1 billion seconds, I can't repeat the whole number, but over 1 billion seconds, Jesus was always doing the things that are pleasing to the Father. Let me ask you, how many seconds do you go a day? (laughs) 32 seconds. (laughs) Okay, try it again. We're constantly resetting the clock. Okay, start again. <laughs> right? And then we get all, then we go for 45 seconds, and we're like full of self-righteousness. <laughs> we're like, oh, there's nobody like me, you know? <laughs> right? But this is the reality of who Jesus Christ is. Are you, are, you so, are you so overwhelmed by how much you fall short? Take your eyes off yourself. Put your eyes on the one who's magnificent. He never fails. He always does the things that are pleasing to us. I don't get it. To me, in my mind, I can't even comprehend that. I'm not able to. I, I, I have, there's no overlap. There's no point of contact. Just, I, I can understand it semantically, but I'm just amazed. Not one time, Lord, did you just like, didn't have a moment where you just like, you know, Father, forgive me for this moment. <laughs> it's like, you know, he's just, I'm just fed up with this man. <laughs> not once, Lord. Not one time did that ever happen. That's amazing. I love this. That's why I love the Psalms, you know. At all times. I, for I at all times. Now, it's not just chronologically every single second. But it's also at all times, all different kinds of times. In the good times and in the. Bad times. At all times. I'm not just persevering. <laughs> right? I'm not just like I'm holding the fort. Yeah. No. It's actually better. He's actually pleasing God. Is that beautiful? Like, it's one thing to just hold the fort. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just gonna hold. No. I am doing, not just thinking, not just visualizing. I am actually, my whole life is actually doing. All the things that please him. In the midst of, in the midst of rejection, in the midst of hatred, in the midst of like, as they're, guess what? So they're throwing the nails to his hand, and in that moment, he's actually pleasing God. He's not like saying, "Look at these, these uncircumcised Philistines, and I'll get you on the next." Time. No, he's not, he's just like pleasing God. Amen. And we're just gonna boast in Jesus. Amen. Is that okay? Like, I, I'm just amazed. That's why I'm like, man, I, I just stand, I stand in attention before because he's like somebody, he's a master. He's like, God, you're awesome. You are worthy. Worthy is the lamb. Right? Now you know when, the, when John the Baptist and, and they, they, were some, they were looking for somebody to open the seal. And guess what? Nobody was worthy. Not even in heaven. Not, nobody. And what did John begin to do? <laughs> Cry. Nobody was worthy. He began to cry. And he heard a voice say, hey, he from the line of the tribe of Judah, he has overcome. Amen. <laughs> right? Nobody, no angel, nobody. And here comes Jesus and he presents it. And the, he alone is worthy to open the seal. Amen. Psalm 34, 1. Look at this. You know, at all times. I will bless the Lord. How many times? At all times. 
at all times. Let's bless God. Uh, and I read that years ago, and I'm like, at all times. And I can't even, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, hallelujah, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, hallelujah. <laughs> and you can get tired, you fall asleep, God, you, game over, right? He did that at all times. His praise was continually in his what? That's amazing. Not just in his thoughts. I would think that, but in other words, somehow, I don't know how this works, but it was constantly in his mouth. Never stopped to bless the Lord. That's unbelievable. So that all his verbal expression was one continuous expression of praise. That's awesome. So that means that there's, there's language. There's, we can communicate in such a way that all of our words are really an expression of giving God thanks. Amen? Right? Does that make sense? That there's a way to speak. That in the speaking, we're honoring God. And I may be saying things like, hey, what, what restaurants should we eat? But the way it's being said, there's an awareness of the greatness of God. So that that phrase can actually be glorifying to God. Amen? You see, Jesus fulfilled this for us. Why am I saying all that? He fulfilled this for us. What's the point of Jesus doing all that? Is he doing that for himself? He's doing that for you and me. Jesus was perfect in every moment for our sake. But what does that mean? Romans 8. Let's go to Romans 8. You know, I'll never forget there was a girl at Good News Club, at Good News Club this week. And I think, I think um, these two girls came to Judy. I think, I think Sue was there too. And, and they said, these two girls said, no, we've never sinned. Is that what they said? We've never sinned. Yeah. <laughs> You know, they're, they're kids. You know, we don't, we don't, you know. Oh, I, no, have you ever done? No, we've never done that. No. And it was like, checkmate. <laughs> they never sinned, you know. They had never sinned. It was over. It was like, you, there was no way, you, no way to convince them that they were sinning. No, there's like, no way they've done that. You have light? Nope. Disrespect the mom? Nope. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> Maybe one way would be, hey, have you, do you praise, praise the Lord at all times? <laughs> hey. No, we don't. We don't, right? Sometimes we, we think so. You know, I was telling Judith, you know, saying, yeah, a lot of people think of sin primarily in terms of behavior and don't realize that sin is in our nature. But look at Romans 8. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin. He condemned sin in the flesh. So Jesus is, is God is using Jesus to accomplish this wonderful redemption for what purpose? Right? So listen up. All the perfection that Jesus accomplished for us. Look what verse 4 says. In order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled where? In us. Amen. 
In other words, all that perfection of righteousness that Jesus was perfect every single second, Jesus accomplished that for you and I so that we can little by little begin to live moments where God is pleased and we're doing the things that please God. Amen? Now, we're not, gonna, we're not going to experience the totality of that on this side of heaven. But praise God that through sanctification, we begin to experience wonderful moments when God's righteousness, right? And we can actually walk in them in a real way. We're righteous. You don't have to do something to become right. We are right because Christ lives in us. But now he wants to work that out in us, right? He wants to work so that our behavior, so that our speech, so that our thinking can be conformed to the righteousness of Christ. Amen? And because Christ has done that, he, that, that righteous requirement is now fulfilled in us. Amen? And what is one of those things that is fulfilled? I will give thanks to the Lord with all my heart. Right? That's one of the things that God begins to, begins to, little by little. How many have grown in praise and thanksgiving since you've come to the Lord? Amen? I mean, when I was young, I was like, I was so self-conscious. I didn't want to say anything about praise the Lord. I was just like, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. <laughs> right? But it's okay. We all come with these, all these hang-ups, right? We come with these hang-ups. But then little by little, the Spirit of God is changing us. Now I like I love to belt it. I, I apologize for all that, you know. <laughs> but uh, you know, no apology. I'm, I'm going to belt it, yeah, <laughs> because he's been good to me. Amen. Let's wrap up. So, uh, go to Psalm nine, verses one, and I wanted to really go through this. He says, but that he doesn't say that. He says one more thing. I will recount all of your wonderful deeds. So the first thing is, I will give you thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. Um, what I love about the next passage, right, um, um, it, is that it really expresses one, how, how do we give God thanks with all my heart? What, right? How do we do that? I believe the psalmist answers that question for us. And one of the ways that we can give one of the means by which we give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart is by recounting all of your what? Wonderful deeds. How many, how many wonderful deeds? All. In other words, we leave no wonderful deed left behind. <laughs> you know? We leave no wonderful deed left behind. God, the goal is all. There's no wonderful deed of God that you should ignore. All of it. And one of the ways that we give God thanks with all our heart is by recounting all of your wonderful deeds. Not just some. I praise God. Jesus was able to fulfill that. Amen? I don't know how he did it, but he did. He was able to. This is not just poet poetry. This is reality. I will recount all of your wonderful deeds, and somehow Jesus fulfilled that. But because Jesus fulfilled it, now that righteous requirement of the Lord is fulfilled in us. And we can begin, amen, we can begin to recount the wonderful deeds of the Lord. Amen? Now, what, what does the word to re recount? What does it mean to recount? What do you mean by recount? Hopefully there won't be a recount on Tuesday night. Uh, yeah. <laughs> recount. Well, the word expresses two things. The word expresses two things. First of all, it expresses the idea of 
telling, announcing, reporting. So you report something. You say something. Uh, you declare something. So the word, first of all, is this idea that you communicate. You say something. Right? But that's not all. The word also means to count, to enumerate. So this is what the Lord is telling you very clearly. This is very wonderful. This is really a wonderful. He's, the Lord is not just interested in us just saying things. Just, just say it. <laughs> just, just say it randomly. No, he wants you to enumerate them. He wants you to put them into sequential order. He wants you to recount the deeds of the Lord in a sequential and orderly fashion. I love this. <laughs> God is just so wonderful. Can I tell you he's so wonderful? That, that, that it's not just what he does, but it is how he does it. <laughs> it's the steps that he takes. Every step is like absolutely fantastic. The Lord says, okay, put your hand on the pole. And if you understand what he's saying, you just rejoice. <laughs> and now lift up your hand again. <laughs> and then you lift up the hand, right? So God has a way. It's not just we get, we, we get all excited about what he's done. But if you really want to get to know God, see, the children of Israel knew the acts of God. But Moses knew what? The ways of God. Pay attention to the, to the way God does what he, do, what, what he does. There is glorious, magnificent meaning in every movement that God decides to tell you what to do. Glorious meaning. It's not just details to get the, to get the final product out there. It, it's God is a God of wi great wisdom. And he's telling you, don't only declare what I have done, but now. Think about the sequence. Think about how all the steps. And when you do that, I, I tell you, you begin to rejoice. Because like, oh, man, he did this. And if this would not have happened, this would not have happened. And if that would not have happened, this would not have happened. And if that would not have happened, it, it begin to see his movement all throughout your life, and you begin to rejoice that it's not just the end product, but all along this journey, he has been wonderfully, beautifully providing all that you need to make his word come true in your life. Amen? And the psalmist says, I will recount. In other words, I'm going to tell them, but I'm going to enumerate them. I'm going to say, I'm going to think about how. You know, you, you get fired from a job, and the Lord provides another one. Don't just say, oh, he provided for a job. No, go back and see how he came up, how, how, how he did it. Amen. Does that make sense? Recount. Don't be, don't be, um, don't just glory in the end product, glory in the journey of how God has brought you to this place. Because in it is God has tremendous things to show you about himself. Amen? Every, everything that God does is just absolutely beautiful. And I was going to take a moment today to actually recount some of the things in Isaiah 110. 
But I just, I was enjoying last night recounting in a sequential manner all that God did to bring us to this moment, you know. And I, I just started laughing. I'm like, this is so awesome. This is all, and, there, and, and there's so many details in my life. I'm so like, this is beautiful. It's like a beautiful tapestry that God makes, it, right? And, and he, he just puts it together, and we can step back and, and see God's work in our lives. Amen? I was thinking about 1993-94. If it wasn't for 1993, I would not be here. Because in 1993-94, God gave me a burden for the house of God. And I didn't have that burden. Something, something came upon me that, you, those, that period, it, was, it lasted about six months, and, and just weeping over the house of God. And God gave me a love for the house. I didn't have that before. He gave me, a, and I just, it, he just exploded that in my spirit. The house of God, the house of God, the house, it was just exploding all over it. And if it weren't for that, for that moment, I would have just continued on going everywhere, you know, just being whatever. And, and, but 93, 94 was such a, such a turning point. You know, I think about um, the years of silence. Years where I was perplexed because I'm like, okay, God, you gave me this burden for the house, and now what? I'm like in um, selling hot dogs. <laughs> like, right? I'm figuratively speaking. I'm like, oh, you got a hot dog, hot dog guy? Says, no. <laughs> but the silent years. When, what happened to the promise you gave me? Uh, what was all that about, Lord? <laughs> now here I am. I'm, I, I'm like lost in the desert. Right? But those years were formal years. Oh, I think about my, the company being bought out. And what a moment that was. Working on Wall Street. Loving this company. It was like the greatest company. Programming. Never had a boring day in my life. And out of the blue, the company bought it out. And do you know that God could have sold that company just for me? <laughs> right? <laughs> because he, he loves his people. And he, may, he shakes heaven and earth for one of his children. Right? <laughs> Does a God do that or not? You better believe it, he does. And the company is sold, and I'm like, out of the desert, Lord. Then I, in the midst of that, I said, why, Lord? I, I, I know what I want to do. Lord and I took two years to pray and fast, you know, and say, well, I think I know what I want to do. I just don't have the faith yet. <laughs> but if it were not for Daytech being sold, if it, were, if it were not for the company being sold, not be here. Started these chains of events that God forced the issue to fulfill his promise in my life. And he's doing the same with you. God forces the issue. You don't have to worry. He will make a way where there is no way. He will guide you to the wilderness. He will open doors when no, that no man can shut. He, he doesn't, he just, he doesn't rely, his, he doesn't depend, his plan doesn't depend on you, it depends on God. Amen? Amen? And we can, we don't have a clue sometimes. But he's working, he's closing doors, he's opening doors, right? I remember when buying property. I'm not sure how I ended up buying property in Allentown. I'm like, well, let's buy investment property, let's, let's buy some rental property in Allentown. And again, if it wasn't for me buying those rental property, I probably wouldn't be here. Why? Because it's like, 
as I began to just connect with the tenants and I love these people in Allentown. They remind me of back home in the Bronx. I love these people. I, I, we would hang out literally for three hours on the porch. I would talk to my tenants. And we're, it was just like friends. I mean, I was evicting them the next week, but we were friends. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but I could tell you, though, I could tell you, I could walk down the street, I, and I say this to the glory guy, I could walk down the street, and, and the guy will come up to me, he'll give me a big hug. And that's it. Oh, yeah, that's Tony. Yeah, I evicted him three weeks ago. And you're like, and he's giving you a hug? Yeah, because we, we, had, we always had good friendship, you know. I say, you know, yeah, you know, I'm, I mean, people tell me, like, how could you be a pastor or all this? Are you, are you evict people? I say, oh, pastors, guys. <laughs> because God loves. See, we have to understand love is also called forgiveness. Love, love says, no, 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 you're being irresponsible with your contractual agreement. So it's okay to evict people. But we, now, now I was always patient. You know, they, they, um, you know, I was not one of the quickest, you know, some people, you know. But, but, but that whole experience of being a landlord just really began to transform and fashion me, like, to love this place, Allentown. Oh, the call to seminary. Sunday morning, 2006. Sunday morning, worshiping the Lord in church. Raised, had my hands raised. I was just sitting in the pew, second row. And the Lord, I hear the Lord, I hear a voice that says, seminary. And I had no, I was not thinking, oh, seminary. But it was, it was the Lord. And I turned to Laura right there. And I said, I felt the Lord speak seminary at the front desk. And I had no clue. But I will go to seminary, and those will be the, Four, one of the four best years of my life. It was such a blessing. Four beautiful years. Sitting in class. Weeping with the classmates. Because Jesus was I never cared for seminary. Never thought I was seminary material. I hated reading. I hated studying. I, that was not my cup of tea, man. It just wasn't. <laughs> but God spoke a word in my heart and said, let's follow that. What a beautiful four years. Sovereign Grace Pastors College, 2012. 2013, we planted church in our dear. Remember that time we were, we were at the um, on the stage? Pretty large group, right? How many were there? 35 or so, maybe more. Yeah, like it was like just a beautiful group of, of, of families from Grace Community Church. And, um, and you know, and God has just confirmed. And um, do you guys remember that first year? Sider Bible School. <laughs> what a year that was, you know. I mean, I, th I think in total we must have reached like 20, 250, 300 kids, you know, with all the five days. It was just amazing. And God began to show a vision for the children, which I didn't really have fully. I mean, God was doing a work. But after that week, it was just game over. It was like obviously God's calling us to the children. And I'm not going to belabor anymore, but. 
God did a lot of wonderful things. You know, just over, over the past, you know. How, how about the Christmas party at the Holiday Inn? <laughs> that was glorious chaos, yeah. <laughs> but it was beautiful. I loved it. Every, I was just amazed because I knew God was, you know, you, you know some people got, we had fights break out. Yeah. <laughs> but but I, was, I was just like, this is fantastic. <laughs> you know, we had like 500 kids. This is not including adults. <laughs> and every every there was people, you know, there was like there was a, a drunk came in. I don't know, he came in the back, you know. <laughs> I don't know what happened. <laughs> but it was just glorious. It was just like, God, this is unbelievable what you've done. And we had a, such a great time, man. And then we took it, then we did Hope Kids back to school at West Park. Remember that one? You know, um, wonderful things that the Lord did. And um, then, then, well, you know, then we continued to, and, oh, buying this property. Wow, that was kind of awesome how God gave us this property. You know, like, I really felt in my heart, you know, and, um, you know, that God had given us this property from, from early on. And, you know, I just, a couple of occasions, I felt the Holy Spirit just confirm it. Um, and, you know, a few months before we bought it, or you know, six months or something like that, maybe even longer, eight, eight nine months, I get the call from the owner, and the owner says, uh, pack your bags. I've, I've got a buyer for the property, and they want your space. So pack your bags, and um, time to go. And I'll never forget, you know, um, there's silence for a few seconds, and I'll never forget when I asked him, um, Jay, is there anything we can do to counter offer? And, and, and I'll never forget the silence. And then he said, no, my friend. <laughs> I should write a book called No, My Friend. <laughs> those words, I'll never forget those words. No, my friend. It, it was like stab in the heart, but you're my friend. <laughs> you know, it, it was just like, no, my friend. I mean, I, I, it, was, it was just a classic moment of like, of testing. And so... Some of, most, most of you didn't even know, because I decided I'm not even going to tell the story. But I told Laura, I told Laura, I said, Laura, I said, what? Uh, uh, Jay called, he says he, he wants us out by September, end of September. And I'm, I had been praying to the Lord, I said, Lord, you know, the reason why we want this building, I don't really care about the building. The main thing for me was, we had so many kids, and I, I had told the Lord, Lord, you know, a lot of these kids move, and there's a lot of instability in their lives. It would be wonderful if we can be a church that's, that's, that's stable, that we're not here one day and then here another day, and then three years later we're in different. I, I really wanted stability for the sake of the kids. And that was my prayer. It was not like, oh, this is a great building, God. You know, it was announced. I really didn't care about the building. But what I did care about was the kids. I wanted them to know as a testimony that the Lord is a stable. He's stable. Hope kids. Oh, yeah, they're on 12th Street. The thought of them saying, oh, they're on Tillman, it's just like, ah, it's just the idea that we would move somewhere else after great memories had been, had happened here. It was just something I could went to the Lord for. And the Lord just really made it clear, it's yours. So when Jay tells me that, I'm like, ooh, I don't get this, Lord. Make a long story short. A few months passed by, and I called Jay. I said, Jay, what's up? Oh, the deal fell through. <laughs> I'm like, okay, why didn't you tell me? 
and the, the reason why he didn't tell because he didn't really want us here. He really didn't. He made that very clear to us when we went to negotiate. So you guys are a church. You guys don't have no money. I said, what? Money, money. Who needs that? Yeah. <laughs> money is overrated. <laughs> you see, Jay, you need to put your eyes on something different. You know, there's other kinds of equity. <laughs> Try to talk to that to a business guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, but he just wasn't. He just didn't like the fact that we we're a church. And he says, like, you know. So he tried to negotiate a hard contract because he wanted to secure. He just didn't think that we was close. So, but praise God. You know, October 2017, we closed. God provided the finances miraculously. Uh, I'll never forget we had a, a Pakistani guy came, friend of um, friend of Francep. You know, Francep, she's always in interjecting these like, you know, you know, <laughs> you know and um, she calls his friend and, and he's such a beautiful man and he, I'll never forget when he came here, he's a businessman, he, he came to this country with $100 in his pocket and today he's a successful multimillionaire, basically. And he came and he says, oh, don't worry, Pastor. Uh, we, we, we get the thing. And that, that, and that word of faith, that, that just encouraged me. I said, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I just, felt, I just felt faith, you know, when I, oh, don't worry. You know, I just, and, and the Lord just used that. I always tell him, I said, Brother David, I appreciate, I appreciate the simple, just positive encouragement. And um, sure enough, by God's grace, we closed. We got this building. Amen. And I was just, and I was like Sarah, you know, and Isaac, you know, laughter. You know, I, Isaac is called laughter. I, every time I look at the building, I still laugh. <laughs> this is so funny with such a small congregation, right? And God provided. Amen. God provided. Oh, can I talk about coronavirus? <laughs> What a wonderful, what a wonderful, I, 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 I spoke, I got COVID, and those were some magnificent two, two three weeks of my life. I, I preached on from coronavirus to Corona Springs. God turned my Valley of Vaca to Springs. And I just enjoyed the Lord those three. I, I mean, I, just, I came out of there <laughs> just like, just gloriously rejoicing in Jesus, and he had just changed my heart, and um. And, um, and then cancer hit me, 2021. And that was an even greater open heaven than the coronavirus. And some of you guys have witnessed that. Has, has God been faithful to us? He's been faithful. He's been faithful. Look at, look at Psalm 73. Truly God is good to Israel and to those who are pure in heart. God is good to us. He's been nine years of wonderful up and now, there's many, m many more things I had here that I wanted to say, but I just want to just encourage you. Now, let me give one last thing. I want to encourage you to take time to recount the goodness of the Lord. Let's go back to Psalm 9, and we'll just be close. Why should we recount all of your wonderful deeds? Right? I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. I will enumerate all of your wonderful deeds. I'm going to look at them in order. Do that tonight. Do that. Don't, don't just listen to the sermon and be like, whatever. Has God been good to you? Identify one area where he's been good to you and then backtrack. Right? How can I, I could talk about my brother here, Ron here, and how the Lord provided and, right? Boom. Francette, meet my brother. Hey, no, forget about Francette. Before that, a guy wants to pray. 
You ever feel uncomfortable? Somebody wants to pray for you, and, and you're in Walmart. Hey, can I pray for you? Be like, oh, this is my God. This is such a fight, right? <laughs> I mean, you, you know that you, you'll be a little awkward. Many of you are gonna be, like, yes, praise the Lord. Just put your hand right here. <laughs> Many of us will be like, well, um, <clears throat> um, well, well, let's go to the corner here. <laughs> Right, right, like honestly, it's not, it's not, you know, we're not, you're not, not looking for attention, but you know, I'm sure that was an awkward moment where it's like, um, sure. But the man prays. Now, why did God have to do it like that? Because he's glorious. The man prays, and he takes an awkward situation. This is, this is, you have to learn this. God always, when he wants to do something, there is going to be a moment of awkwardness. Because in that, from that awkwardness comes fulfillment right <laughs> I learned that when I was studying Mary what she's pregnant and she's not even married why would God do it that way man that's kind of rough you're gonna you're gonna bring reproach Mary has to carry the reproach that I'm pregnant and I don't have a husband and it's not like today's culture right it's not so like back in those cultures like wow you're such a <laughs> A sleazy woman, right? And that's the way it pleased God to do it. But out of that reproach comes God. <laughs> right? I'm like, God, your, your ways are amazing. So out of, out of the uncomfortableness of that moment, he's praying for Pastor Ron. And it pleases God to do this. And he's like, whatever. It's on set. Hey, I heard that you're a pastor in Allentown. Have you heard about Emmanuel? <laughs> so out of that awkward moment, right? Out of that awkward moment, like, okay, yeah, sure. You know, you know, you know, some people, they're, people, they're weird Christians, right? There's some weird people that you have to be like, you have to have, you know, discernment. But, yeah, but out of that awkward, weird moment, right? Okay, no came forth a conversation that gave, Fra and Francais happened to be there. And from that moment, she addresses him, and have you, do you know Emmanuel? Amen? Enumerate, go, go back and see, you know? But here's the, here's the reason. Here's, when you do that, when you recount all of your wonderful deeds, look at the fruit, look at the fruit. Verse 2. Say it with me. <laughs> Say it with me. Come on. I will be. When we recount, when we take a moment to just say, let me enumerate the fruit of that. God, this is God's promise, by the way. In other words, God's telling you, if you're faithful to give him thanks and to recount, you will be glad. Now, how many of you need a little bit of gladness in your in life? <laughs> right? Like right here. Like, I don't care. I want, I want infinite gladness. There's never a point where it's like, okay, Lord, I have enough gladness. It's like, I, want, I want gladness upon gladness. Well, he's telling you, he's telling you the path to that gladness. Recounting the goodness of the Lord. And if you do that in simple faith, simple obedience, and say, you know what? Maybe the reason why I'm so miserable, maybe the reason why I'm so depressed, maybe the reason why 
my emotions are getting the best of me is because I am failing to recount and enumerate the goods of the Lord. Right? What are you, what are you looking for? A good event? Something good to happen? What, what, you know, so like we look for these things, but they're not going to come. The way that the gladness and joy is by praising and worshiping God. Amen? It's by giving of yourself to God in praise, where, and God will take care of your gladness. Amen? And yet, we'll go the whole week, many of us, and not even think about this again after today. And then you wonder why you're sad. And you wonder why I'm not happy in my life. Let's recount. Amen? I will be glad and exalt. The word they exalt means to rejoice. In you, I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. Let's stand. Let's stand. I want to sing a song before we leave. So bear with me. How can I say thanks, right? My tribute, um, I cannot preach that and just not. So bear with me. Abby, you can turn off the heat. Um, I think it's starting to get a little hot. Take a moment now in your own heart to recount the goodness of the Lord. Amen? As we sing this song, how can I say thanks for the things you have done for me? Things so undeserved, yet you give to prove your love for me. The voices of a million angels could not express my gratitude. All that I am and ever hope to be, I owe it all to thee. Amen? Can we sing that to the Lord? My tribute.